y'all. Welcome back to the Don't Mom Alone podcast. I'm your host, Heather McFadden. This is the place where I get to walk alongside you and connect you with people and resources so you know that you don't mom alone. And in this special bonus episode, I get to connect you with Dr. Bridget Young. She is the owner of the Baby Formula Expert website. And today she's going to help us out when it comes to picking the right formula for your baby. Let's get right to it. Here we go. Bridget, welcome to the Don't Mom Alone podcast. Hi, Heather. This is so great because, you know, moms heard from Demetria and Dr. Odom earlier this week, and I am a mom of four boys, and my feeding journey included quite a combination. It was not the same for any of them, and I did end up with formula, and I had one who had severe reflux, and so I had to find a specific formula and it's frustrating on top of frustrating. And so I wanted you to come on the show and just support moms. So introduce yourself, what you do for a living. And then, you know, we'll talk more about your, your project here to help us. Beautiful. Well, I'm so here for it. Well, thank you for having me. I'm so honored to be here. Uh, My name is Dr. Bridget Young. I'm a PhD. So I would say I'm like a nerd doctor, not a medical (laughs) doctor. I work at the University of Rochester in pediatrics and I actually run a research lab in human milk composition. But as my PhD is in nutrition, I, that, you know, infant formula is informed by human milk. And I do work clinically with infants experiencing formula tolerance issues to try to get them to their most comfortable state, which is all anybody ever wants a happy growing baby. <laughs> so as a set aside passion project, I'm the founder of babyformulaexpert.com, which is a website that brings the nutrition science behind formula to parents so that they can make a choice about formula based on ingredients and science, as opposed to the color of the can or the marketing, which I'm a mom of two boys myself. We've all been there, yeah. you know, three o'clock in the morning in the formula aisle crying. Like, <laughs> I get it personally and professionally. So I'm so happy to be here to help. I mean, y'all, we hit the jackpot with Bridget. Oh. So do you want me to call you by a Dr. Young? Is that going to be more no, respectful? Okay, I mean, okay. That's so kind of you. I'm like, oh, okay. you know, I have okay. two boys myself. I you know, wiped urine <laughs> off my dress cat. this morning like everybody else. It's <laughs> Okay. We're just mom's chat. Yeah. But I think, oh, honestly, yes, you're right. Like the crying in the aisle, the, mm. you already are, you know, we said, we don't want the last episode to add any guilt or shame to a mom where breastfeeding is hard or mm. it's not an option that's working out for your family. I don't want to, and you said this, not knowing which formula to pick can then add to that shame and guilt of like something's Absolutely. wrong with me as a mom. Cause I don't know. Mm-hmm. And so goodness gracious. Yes. We need help on this. So even if a mom is currently breastfeeding, but it's, yeah. she's weaning a little bit and she's mixing in some formula and, or, or she's thinking she'd like to have a formula ready. What should she yes. be considering in that process? I know there's, that's a really long answer. Oh yes. Well, that's, <laughs> I mean, that's the million dollar question. So if you don't mind, I'll start off and give some sort of general tips that will sort of speak to that because my answer is it's going to be different for every baby, which is totally frustrating. I know, but hear me out for a minute. So there's the vast options of formula can feel very overwhelming, but I'd ask you to sort of reframe it and think about all those different options. I mean, there is a quote unquote, perfect formula for your baby, meaning a formula your baby's going to be able to digest and be comfortable and sleep through the night, et cetera. So it's out there and you can find it. I'll start with 
based understanding that all infant formulas has to have the term infant formula, so not toddler formula. All infant formulas in the U.S. go through a strict regulatory process with the FDA. So sometimes I see kind of scary marketing about formulas that, you know, it has to be organic or this or that. Oh, and that just breaks my heart because like we were saying, adding to fear, making a decision out of fear is just having a new baby is hard enough. You don't need that in your life. So all infant formulas are safe. They're the safest food in the U.S. of any kind. So they're regulated for contamination. They're batch tested. They randomly pull boxes off the shelf and test. So you can feel comfortable that whatever you choose for your baby, if it says infant formula, it's safe. That's the number one, number one issue. Number two, before we even get to choosing a formula, I'll give some general tips that are going to help you introducing a formula to your baby to go as best as possible. So for the mom out there who's also breastfeeding, way to go, mama. I'm so proud of you. Like no matter where you are in your journey. Um, and if you want to add formula or if you're starting off with formula for the first time, if you're introducing formula to a breastfed baby, or if you're transitioning to a different formula and your baby's already exclusively formula fed, slow is always going to be better if possible. So for a breastfeeding mom, I always recommend mix as much as possible. So if you're feeding breast milk, mostly in a bottle, it's much easier. And say you want to start just supplementing a little bit a day. If you have enough breast milk, start with just, you know, say you make a four ounce bottle, one ounce of formula, three ounces of breast milk, see how that goes. And then the next day you can bump it up to two ounces of formula, two ounces of breast milk if you need to increase the ratio. That's not only going to introduce the baby to a different taste a little more slowly, but it's going to allow all the digestive enzymes that are in breast milk that help a baby digest breast milk easily. The breast milk will help digest the formula. It's like kind of taking a little load off the baby. So that's going to help with tolerance. Um, and I'll add that if you're nursing at the breast and then topping off with a little formula, that totes counts as mixing. Mixes in the stomach, it totally counts. So you don't have to feel like you have to add a pumping session or anything like that. Just work it in however it works for your schedule and your feeding routine. This similar idea goes for if you're changing a formula. So say you have one formula, it's, you know, it's just not working right. So you speak with your pediatrician, you're trying a new type. Transition slowly if possible. So for if you're making a four-ounce bottle, start with three ounces of your old formula and one ounce of your new formula. And that's going to do the same thing where it's going to transition a, a taste difference more slowly. And it's also going to allow the baby's digestive tract time to increase the amount of any new enzymes they may need to make for a new ingredient that they've never had before. So the slower, the better, um, whenever possible. If you have to change overnight cold turkey, you're not hurting your baby. It's totally fine. Don't okay. worry about it. Um, but do, going a little slower is going to help with whatever formula you choose to reduce a risk of a bad reaction. Yeah. Okay. So, I mean, you said it, bad reaction, and it makes me yeah. think what would be some signs that maybe this isn't going well, this yeah. isn't the right choice. Not that, yes. you know, like there it's out there. You mm -hmm. have, you're not, a, you're not doing something quote unquote wrong. You're just oh, no. experimenting and seeing and yes. Every child, even within the same family is going to be a little different. Oh my gosh. Yes. And we, we all know that every baby mm -hmm. is a special, unique angel. <laughs> yeah. Some are just yeah. robust and can eat anything. And some, ever, you know, yeah. different flavor profiles and sensitivities. Uh -huh. Yes. So yes, to answer your question, 
when you introduce, I mean, any new food, but of course we're talking about formula, the things that you want to look for. And, um, there's, there's two different types of reactions. Sometimes I said tolerance before there's like red flags, meaning this is not going well. And I would like you to call your doctor and stop immediately. Those are naturally kind of scary things that you can imagine. If you feed a new formula to your child and they start wheezing or, um, immediately having a lot of nasal, uh, congestion around, um, you know, their breathing parts, their nose and their mouth. Um, that's a, that's a potential sign of an allergy and you would obviously want to stop that right away. Blood in the stool is another one where you would want to stop and call your doctor. Blood can appear either as like red blood or as almost like black sprinkles. If the blood has come from higher up in the digestive tract and so it's kind of dried and so it will look black. So if you start seeing like a, almost like ice cream sprinkles, it could be much smaller black, black speckles in the stool, call the doctor and stop the formula that you're using. Another one is very mucousy stool. So we're all moms here. I hope it's okay if I get a little gross with my description. I'm in pediatrics, so I talk about stool all day, every day. So, you know, breastfed babies especially can have like kind of slimy, slippery stools, and that's normal. I mean, like if you hawked up a loogie and spit it into the diaper, so it's like intensely mucousy stool, that could also be a sign of an allergy and you would want to stop and speak with your pediatrician right away. Okay. Things that can be normal that all babies experience, and you may want to just wait and see how it goes. And we can talk about timing too, if you'd like things, you know, that we all want to get rid of, but that are normal gas, <laughs> um, squirminess, fussiness, like a hard abdomen. I remember. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So, um, mm. yes, a hard abdomen, distension after feeding. So those things aren't necessarily red flags. They can just be part of the transition, especially if you're making a big formula change, kind of like a huge diet change for an adult. If you go from being a vegan to having a steak, that's another reason we want to go slowly, but there's some, there's an adjustment period yeah. that you want to give the baby a chance. So those kinds of things that aren't dangerous, but that could be a sign of, oh, this is going to work itself out. Or this formula isn't the best one. We want to try another one. That decision you can only make with time. Yeah. Spitting up more, maybe. I've had that. Spitting up more. Yep. And these are all hard because of course, as time goes on, your baby's also aging. So you are the scientist trying to figure out what <laughs> variable is it? Is it because my baby's aging? Is it because the formulas, because they didn't like the ones that I put them in today, you know, where you get the so, special one who's like teething at two months and you didn't know yeah, exactly. You're yes. like, oh, why aren't they eating as much? Oh, huh. Mm -hmm. I guess they have a little tooth. cold. Yeah. I don't yeah. Yeah, have a cold. Oh, we're heading into cold season. Yeah. And then they're just not yeah. as tolerant of food. Yeah. It's right. It is. Yeah. Moms give yourselves grace. Oh give gosh. yourself some credit. This is, I mean, I am a scientist and as a scientist mother, I was like, Oh my God, this is so much harder. This is hard. anything I have to try to figure out this in my lab. Hard. So I always counsel parents if possible, try to be a hundred percent on the new formula. So you have your transition time where you're mixing a hundred percent on the new formula for at least 10 days. Oh, wow. Okay. Know how long that is. 10 that's days in life time. of a newborn could be like, you know, their whole life. Well, I and know. If they eat eight times a day. That's yes. So, you know, and if you get seven days, 80 bottles. If you get, yeah. Oh, I know they're, oh, oh, they're always eating. If you yeah. get seven days in and it's really not going well, it's continuing to get worse. The gas is worse there. You know, absolutely. You can talk to your doctor and make a change, but oftentimes especially if you're switching formula because you were having some kind of issue with a previous formula, your baby might have a little bit of mini healing to do. They may have a little bit of inflammation in their intestines, 
some stool that was stopped up that needs to pass through from the previous formula. And so there can be this phase of, you know, healing and getting over the hump and then things get better. So if possible, wait that seven to 10 days, unless of course you're seeing those red flag signs, which would be an immediate stop and call your doctor. Super helpful. Super helpful. And like you said, there are, we're in America. We oh, are. Yeah. I know there's gals listening that aren't, but in America, you go into a grocery store mm-hmm. and shelves upon shelves. Oh, yes. And they all want your attention. This one is the best. You are yes. the best mom if you choose me. <laughs> and so are there signature things, particularly in an infant formula that mm. it doesn't matter what brand, these are the things that are to look for. Yeah. It's so hard, um, to, to know where to start. So first, if it's okay, I'm going to refer, if you really want to dig into the variation and in ingredients and how to pick which one go over to my website, babyformulaexpert.com. If you're an information junkie mom. It's going to be your heaven. There's as <laughs> much detail as you want to know. So if I have to pick one thing to tell parents about, it would be protein size. And I'll try to give you a very brief overview of that today. So I'm just going to talk about dairy formulas. Of course there are soy formulas, but for most healthy, especially term kids, your doctor will have you start on a cow's based milk formula. So protein size, there's three different categories. Most people don't realize this and it's not on the front of the can. What I'm telling you about, you have to look at the list of ingredients to really know. So most standard formulas, the big starting ones are going to be I call them intact protein, meaning the protein came out of the udder of the cow and it's big. Cow's milk proteins are much bigger than human breast milk proteins. Now, most babies handle this just fine and it ain't no problem. They're going to digest it and grow great, which is why most formulas don't do anything to them. So your standard formulas like Enfamil Infant, Similac Advance, you know, your standard big formulas, they're going to use these big proteins but there are a separate category ready for a science term called partially hydrolyzed, which just means partially broken up. I always say in science, we have to have fancy terms for things so we can sound elitist when we communicate (laughs) to each other. It just means partially broken down. So because these cow's milk proteins are so much bigger than human breast milk proteins, formula companies will break up the proteins. You can think like snapping them in half. So it's pre-processing them for kiddos who are really sensitive, who may not be able to digest these full proteins, who maybe have a little bit slower enzymes getting started. It's often helpful for like brand new newborn babies who, you know, they've never eaten anything before. They're just getting started kind of a deal. The only way you know a formula is partially hydrolyzed is you look at the list of ingredients and you'll see those words. It'll say partially hydrolyzed cow's milk or partially hydrolyzed whey protein. The word partially hydrolyzed will be there. So that's often a really helpful place to start. I always say, ask your doctor to talk to your doctor about if your baby's having issues, general digestive discomfort on one of these larger protein formulas, ask your doctor if moving to a little bit of a smaller protein might be a good choice for your baby. And then you can break those proteins down even smaller. If you can partially hydrolyze a protein, you sure can fully hydrolyze a protein. And those are our hypoallergenic formulas okay. in the U.S. So for kids who have like a true diagnosed cow's milk allergy, which is a serious condition, of course, they have to be on these specialty proteins that are so small, the immune system doesn't even recognize them. So an allergic reaction is not elicited in the baby. Okay. So those you can buy and you sure can buy them right off and like at Target. They're right there with the standard formulas. But I don't advise parents to just try those on your own. If your baby needs a fully hydrolyzed or hypoallergenic 
formula, that's something that you would want to be working with your doctor and likely an allergist as well. So my question, because I yes. remember doing this and if I had dairy, my son would react and mm. have all of the reflux. So we then moved yes. to the formula and I didn't do, I don't even know about the fully hydrolyzed. I don't even know if that was an option. We went to soy. So what's the like comparison of a soy to a hypoallergenic mm-hmm. hydrolyzed? I just want to say all the big words. Yeah. What yeah, are the, you, you, like what would it. be the difference if a mom is going between those options? Yes. So you're getting into, you're getting into like nitty gritty immunology, which I really love. So a soy formula is made from soy protein. So we know that, which is a totally, totally different protein than cow's milk protein. Obviously they're completely different. So soy formulas usually aren't recommended for kids with an allergy because there's a lot of cross-reactivity. Most children, not all, most children with a dairy allergy, a cow's milk allergy will also react to soy or can also react to soy. Okay. Um, not all their specific types of allergies for which it's safe. And like, I'm not getting into that because you're out. You, if you're there, you need to have an allergist on your team and reach out to me. And I she, can she's recommend a doctor, a PhD doctor. Okay. She's That's right. Not your, That's she's right. not your med. Yeah, no, but I, I mean, and then they talk about like after that news came out about the hormone levels in soy and how it sure can... the phytoestrogens. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So is that so, a thing? So, I mean, we there's lots of research about that. And so okay. far, I mean, it's it's still completely safe. Okay. We have we're getting more and more long-term research. I think I, I hear that question from a lot of parents, especially of boys. They don't want an early estrogen, of course. What estrogen input if they have, you know, a male that's trying to grow male organs? So far, there's no long-term data to show that there's long-term consequences for feeding okay. a soy formula. Okay. That being said. I personally, in the, in the American Academy of Pediatrics, and alone, do not recommend soy as a starter formula. There's okay. absolutely medical reasons why it could be the best choice for you. Sounds like it worked out great for your son. That's a great. Well, example. he was older. I mean, he was older, yeah. so I think okay. And it was for a short time, but yeah, I do remember going through that process, and I was like, oh, well, is so this okay? Hard. And is it not okay? Yeah. And just that, oh, moms, I just, I feel yeah. you. This is not an easy thing. It's so. not. So Mm -hmm. for the example that you said, like for you, if you know you're breastfeeding your baby and you know they have some kind of issue with dairy because you feed it to them and then the whole family's awake for 24 hours, (laughs) that might be when, when you, and when, and if you decide to start supplementing, have the discussion with your doctor. And that seems like a great idea to say, okay, let's start off with some of these little pre-digested proteins because maybe that will be enough for baby to be able to tolerate them better. Yeah, that's good. Okay. We have a little bit more time. What else would you want moms to know in this whole formula journey? Oh, I'm going to give you a tip that actually has nothing to do with nutrition, but that I, I really truly believe in, and I see happen all the time. And I'll give you a story first that I think a lot of moms will be able to relate to. So I worked with a mom who was exclusively breastfeeding and actually she was exclusively pumping, God bless her, for her sweet little boy who just had latch. I think we can all relate latch issues from the beginning and they worked so hard and it just ended up that exclusively pumping was the best option for them. And the baby had, you know, really, this had a really bad reflux. It was a mechanical regurgitative issue. So we really had to keep track of the volume, et cetera. And it got to the point where mom couldn't even feed the baby because she was so nervous that every time she would, you know, hold up the bottle that he was going to reflux that he did. He refluxed more. So he refluxed less for daddy. So daddy did all the feedings and 
that goes to show you how sensitive babies are. And I personally believe, you know, what, especially if you have been breastfeeding, mom and baby have a really special connection. And those little nuggets are so spiritually sensitive. They really pick up on the mood. So here's my tip, especially if you've been breastfeeding. And so you're, ha- and if, let me rephrase, if formula was never in your original feeding plan, there's no avoiding the emotions that come with feeding formula. And I'm here to tell you that, you know, your worth as a mother has nothing to do with what you feed your baby. And you were chosen to be the mother of this nugget, but I know you're going to have emotions. So when you are offering formula to your baby for the first time, or when you're trying a new formula, before you go to feed the baby, take a deep breath, say an affirmation to yourself. You want, I'm an amazing mother. This baby was sent here for me, smile, and then try to feed that baby from an optimistic standpoint. Because if you're tense, being like, oh, is he going to like it? Oh, he doesn't seem to like the taste. Your baby will pick up on that. And if you're clenched, they're going to clench. And we all know a clenched baby is not a well-digesting baby. (laughs) We want that baby relaxed. We want that baby able to like pass their stool and gas well. So taking a moment to calm yourself, however you can do that. I love having mom say affirmations. Um, Whatever works for you, five deep breaths before you feed. I mean, this works for any feeding of any kind, but especially for moms who may have some emotion around formula feeding, I find it can really, really help not only the baby just tolerate it better, but it can also, you know, help to keep that bonding experience over feeding present. I think that is very wise advice. And (laughs) for anyone listening, I will tell you a fed baby and a happy mom who knows her worth and her value is not dependent on how or what the baby is fed mm-hmm. is just so much more important. It, it breaks my heart. If there's this attachment issue that results from feeling like a failure in this area. And that is just, oh. I don't know, it, that breaks my heart. So it is heartbreaking is exactly the word. Yeah. I, I just, I mean, maybe it's now, you know, you have boys that are older and mm-hmm. so you get past this stage and it's like, Oh, no moms now talk about it. No one is talking about whether they breastfed or formula fed or did a mix yeah. or what formula they use. That is like totally off the table when they're going mm-hmm. to college. No one puts it on the application. Right. It's just not. And so, yeah. But I do remember being all consuming in the all consuming, it's all, all consuming. I thought about. every play yes. day, every mom's group. And so yeah. I just think just to encourage you that that season passes and it it is not the primary thing for very long. And so, yep, it does. And all babies fuss, even breastfed babies have gas, you know, every gosh. And it doesn't matter if it's your first or your fourth. (laughs) I was like my fourth. I was like, come on, I should be getting the super easy baby by the fourth, not the colicky one. Is colic a real thing? Let's talk about that. Is colic a real thing? Do you want to know something funny about colic? Yes, technically colic is a real thing and you can see it in a medical chart. But if you look up the definition of colic, it means unexplained crying for at least three hours for at least three days a week. So we slapped a medical term on the problem of we don't know what's wrong with your baby so that we could code it in a medical chart. So colic literally means we have no idea what's wrong good luck kind of a thing. Um, so we just had to give it a, a name and that's what colic is. <laughs> I mean, I was desperate. What are those drops you give them before you feed them? 
we can do a couple gas drops or Milikan yes, or yes, gripe water. Yes, gripe water. Yes. 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 I would do that. And all I could like hear it popping all the things oh. externally. And <laughs> oh, poor nugget. baby. No wonder. What a little nugget. Yeah. yeah. And he is so, he's such a tender hearted <laughs> sweetie as, you know, a nine-year-old, but that was not That's my favorite. something to survive that. Yeah. <laughs> my favorite. No, it's not my favorite. Well, okay, Bridget, we are going to link to all your things. Y'all, I'm not kidding. When this website is your go-to, when I say that, it is so true. Babyformulaexpert.com. You even have a course if they want a deep dive that you offer. Tell them about Mm -hmm. that a little bit. Yeah, if you want to. So again, this is for parents who are a little bit of information junkie and you really want to know what everything. So I told you a little bit about protein today, but there's a lot more we talk about with fats and carbohydrates. If you really want to dive into it, that's what the course is for. And then it kind of gives you a hand-holding approach. So I worksheets and flow diagrams to really walk you through it. So you'll feel very supported. So you can find that at my website as well. Um, and for, I got a $10 off code for your listeners, oh, yeah. DMA10. DMA10. Yeah. Exclusive. There you go. Oh, but yeah, there's Bridget. lots of free resources and I have a YouTube channel that is connected that I go through a lot of different formulas too. So chances are you can find what you need. This is what I love. I love connecting moms with people like you. Thank you so much for doing what you do and your oh, it's research. Truly been my pleasure. Oh man. Oh man. <laughs> Such an inspiration. Y'all check out Bridget, Dr. Young, babyformulaexpert.com. I hope you have a great day. Yes. You too. Thanks so much. Thanks y'all for listening. I hope that this is an episode you can share with friends if you are chatting at a playgroup and or at the park or, you know, texting with a mom that you can encourage her to go check out Dr. Young's website. Uh, and, you know, I just want to leave a little prayer for y'all if you are in this place and you are making these hard decisions um, for God to meet you right in that moment. So Lord, I thank you that you are so much bigger than all of this. I thank you that you have entrusted us with young babies to care for, to help grow, but more importantly, to love. And I thank you that there are so many options for us when it comes to feeding our babies. I pray that you would comfort the mom who's listening, the one who is struggling through this choice, that she would find your peace and your direction throughout this process. In those 10 days of trying a new formula, um, if there are challenges that come up, that she would be just at peace and that you would be present with her, that she could say that prayer before going into a feeding and feel your Holy Spirit just calm her heart and be present with her. I thank you for these babies. I thank you for their future and all that you have for them. And Jesus' name, amen. Thanks y'all for listening. And I will be back here on Monday with a new episode. We're gonna talk about celebrating your uniqueness, style, color, all the things. It's super fun. I'll meet you back here. Adios. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Don't Mom Alone podcast. If you're wanting to connect with more people and more resources to help remind you that you're not alone, head over to don'tmomalone.com. That's where you'll also find show notes with any links mentioned by our guests. Most importantly, I want you to know the good news, the great news that you're not alone because God has promised to always be with you. With faith in Jesus Christ, the one who died for you and rose again, Jesus said when he left, he was going to leave a helper, a comforter to be with us. 
God in us. Moms, that's superpower. So while you're washing dishes at your kitchen sink, while you're driving to and from work, while you're feeding that baby late into the night, while you're cleaning sticky floors, God promises to be just as present with you as when you're worshiping in a church pew. As it says in Zephaniah 317, the Lord your God is with you. He is mighty to save. He takes great delight in you. He will quiet you with his love and he will rejoice over you with singing. Now that's good news. Have a great day.